Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Hawks and Handsaws. Uh, I'm Eric, and that over there is Brad, my co-host. Hello. And today, <laughs> so here's here's the funny thing. Today we decided we are going to cover the next half of the Rings of Power, we think. Except when we recorded the first half of Rings of Power, we actually... I don't even remember. We both, neither one of us remembers, and we didn't want to, uh, you know, actually take the effort to go back and find out how much we covered. So if it was a de facto half or it was like a two thirds, we have no clue. And we don't even really remember what the heck we talked about. So this is going to be awesome. <laughs> I think We're it's, just going to wing it here. It has to be half, right? We're not that I mean, weird. I suppose. Yeah, we, we didn't stop at like episode five. Anyone who's right. followed us up to this point knows that to the contrary, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's followed us up to this point. Yeah, I have the statistics, yes. I'm pretty so. sure there's only one person and it's me. <laughs> there's two people, my brother included in that. Oh, well, so. he's definitely a weirdo. Yeah, I know, right? So, <laughs> Rings of Power, we have now, this is probably, we've probably dedicated the most airtime to Rings of Power to, you know, in comparison to anything else. Because this will officially be our third episode dedicated right. to Rings of Power. Because we had the trailer breakdown, right? But we were all yeah. snooty about it. And then, oh, dang. Yeah, right. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, as you can tell, we're Lord of the Rings fans, I guess. And this means something to us. <laughs> yeah, we are. Speaking of which, I recently discovered a really cool uh, poster for the original trilogy. I actually Ooh. had three posters for each of the films. I'll have to show them to you sometime. But they're fantastic. The rest of you listening to this, I can't show you. It doesn't work <laughs> like that. Sadly, we haven't figured out how to uh, translate audio waves into visual images in your head. That would be kind of cool. I don't know if that's a thing. I mean, mm. isn't that what telling Might a be story worth looking is? Into. But like, are you talking about like literal no, 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 images? No, 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 no. Yeah, and more sciency. Somehow making your brain translate sound waves into images i don't know i think that's actually kind of reminds me of like, uh, uh, the dream uh, recorder what go go ahead i interrupted you no 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 like i think there's a condition where people interpret sound as images like i think that's like a a thing people can have <laughs> so anyway the dream recorder what are you talking synesthesia? about synesthesia is that what you're talking about I, I'm naming the thing, like describing it, and you're pulling out random names. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't know. I could pull out all kinds of stuff. <laughs> well, it's like my like, dad. We invented, we... and I'm saying it's it's a thing already. It's you know whatever. Well, but, I, if it's what I'm thinking, synesthesia is that thing where it's like, um, they have colors. You know, sounds have colors, or different sensory input has a color to it, mm -hmm. which yeah. is kind of weird. Um, anyway, that's not exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a more 
concrete thing where your brain, you like cross wires in your brain or something and you're able to translate it to a different media medium. It just sounds anyway. terrifying. Like the, uh, oh yeah, absolutely. You walk into like a McDonald's and the commercial plays in your head based on sound, right? Like you have to like Dude. plug your ears to avoid the propaganda and the ads. Like that'd be horrific. And what would it's happen if you brain. like only partially cover your ears? It's fuzzy. Does it like give you a muted <laughs> blurry image? <laughs> anyway, so I just kind of offhandedly talked about a dream recorder. This I think would be such a cool invention. Like to record dreams. Oh, I, I would be all that. over that thing. Ooh. I want to see, I, I like, like, what the heck was I watching? Uh, I, I like the fact that I mean, my dreams kind of drift away. <laughs> Some of them go places, I mean, man. I, I think <laughs> I think everybody should have the right to uh, preview their dreams before sharing the recorded dreams. <laughs> no, delete. <laughs> delete that one. But anyway. I still think that would be pretty cool because there are sometimes I'm like, man, what, what, what was that? I was was dreaming about. There was something going on. I remember it being kind of interesting. Anyway, it would be cool to to revisit some of that stuff. Okay, I'll, well, I'll take I'll take this device on one condition. If it's opt in for the night, right? You wake up, you're like, what was I dreaming about? And you slap the button, and it takes your last hour of dreams and like records it for <laughs> you or whatever. Like I would, I would like that, but like just constant recording. I don't know, man, too, too many, too many weird things go through my brain. I don't want that to be falling into the wrong hands. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah no, the finer details, uh, it's just the technology that I'm concerned about right now. The actual okay. implementation okay. we, we haven't really discussed. We, we can work that out once we get it invented. Brad. <laughs> work it out once so. we get that R&D. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, now that we have officially spent over six minutes on nothing related to Rings of Power. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Brad, you have now finally finished Rings of Power. You took long enough. It. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> it's a little disappointing. Look, but by the time this airs, it'll be like 2023. So I know. Season two fine. will be coming out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all good. So, uh, overall impressions, what were your thoughts? I, I thought it was good. I, I really enjoyed the show. I, uh, I really liked the, the spectacle of it all. I liked the costume design. I liked the scale of a lot of things. Things felt big in certain areas and felt small in other areas. And I think that that worked well. Um, in a lot of ways, I, uh, I thought the story was I'm going to go with decent. I don't know mm-hmm. it was good. Um, a couple of the plot devices and things were just kind of odd or whatever. The, uh, the biggest issue I have with the show is the environment around the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, what do you mean? So everything exterior to the show itself. You mean people um, talking about the show? People talking about it, social media about it, all of yes. my YouTube pages being cluttered with, did you know that Rings of Power is actually, you know, the devil? 
and like they're trying to convince you to join cults or you know, whatever they're saying like on it's just insane um how many oh, yeah. channels have taken it upon themselves to tear this show down yes and i'm like i don't think it deserves it no. i don't think it deserves it at all and i think it's an indicative it's indicative of a sickness in our internet culture at large and that has been tedious to parse while yes. watching the show um that's my least favorite part about it honestly and i've decided that if i like a thing or i want to try a thing i am going to ignore all internet opinions of that thing almost exclusively with the exception of people that i've i've come to trust on the internet and their opinions like i know that guy i know how he reviews things I know that woman. I know how she reviews things. I understand where they're coming from. So they may not like a thing, but that might be something I like or whatever. Like, I understand that. Like, going to IMDb and scrolling comments or whatever, like, it has become impossible to trust those. I feel like we could back in the day, but now it's gone. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I, I feel like there's just, I, I've noticed of myself when I read a review or read a comment or something, I imagine somebody similar to myself saying that thing, unless I have other context clues to change that person. But like I, I give them peer status and I realize okay. that's a big mistake because <laughs> that could be a five-year-old, that could be a bot, that could be a Russian intelligence person trying to sway opinion. <laughs> that could be literally any of the eight or nine billion people on this planet that happened to write that thing on the internet, right? Like, yes, I should not give them pierced. Anyway, all of this aside, I thought the show was pretty good. I enjoyed <laughs> it. And it was way too much work to do that because I had to deal with everybody complaining about it on the yes. internet. And it was annoying. Yeah. And man, I I can't help considering those things. I can't help but feel frustrated for the people who made the show. I felt like, that same way. Oh man, yeah. so much riding on their shoulders, so much money put into this, and you're like, <gasps> they're gonna Amazon's gonna fire me if this goes to heck in a handbag, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And just so much, and you can tell that they went all out for it. They do. And it doesn't matter. It's like they can't win. They yeah. can't win. And that just makes me so frustrated that people wanted it to be bad. And I I dislike that. Uh, I'll and admit, like, going in, when we watched uh, the trailer, we did our trailer reactions. We had some reservations about a few things. We talked about the people looking too pretty. You know, yep. we uh, we talked about them looking too much like models and it didn't quite work for us and several other things. But we then said, you know what, we're going to look at it, though, and see how everything fits in context and see if we still have that opinion. We left, I feel like, with this idea that we'll, we have our current judgments, but we'll withhold them and see what happens, see if it actually plays out that way. It wasn't that we were dooming it to be that way. Right. Um, and I think we were pleasantly uh, proven wrong in a lot of regards. Um, I, I, I don't know that I ever felt like 
the people didn't belong. I felt like the characters actually looked like they belonged where they were. Uh, things yeah. worked out pretty well. Arondir, you know, even with his short hair, not not typical of the elves that we've seen in the past. He he looked the part. I was like, yep, that dude's an elf. He did an yep. excellent job. He played the part well. Um, uh, I don't know the any of the other characters that. I mean, even Elrond, he doesn't look anything like Elrond so far as we know him, but I liked this Elrond better than the other Elrond, turns out. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what my wife said, and I'm upset by that. Uh-oh. And I'm like, no, Hugo Weaving, man. That guy's awesome. Oh, no, I like him, and it wasn't his fault. It was, I think the writing made him to be kind of a a Debbie Downer Elrond, and this guy was a... A hopeful, optimistic, wise Elrond, and I liked that. Well, I mean, Elrond in the movies fought this giant war and didn't make sure evil got vanquished, and now he's dealing with it again, and he's all bummed by that. You know? Well, yeah, it's a bummer. (laughs) He's kind of a, he's a Debbie Downer for sure, but for good reason, because he was directly involved in all these events. And then thousands of years later, well, here's all my mistakes coming back. (laughs) Delightful. Well, I mean, presumably so was Galadriel, right? And she did the exact opposite. She was all, yeah, fight everybody. And now she's like chilling in Lothlorien. Yeah. And her deal is like, well, I passed the test of temptation from the ring. And doesn't she say something like, now I will diminish and go into the West or whatever? Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm done now. I'm out of here. Peace out. Have fun fighting your wars. I don't see that as like a super chill thing either. It's just like, nah, I'm done. I'm kind of done with life. I want to go sail over to heaven now. Later, people. Right. Except doesn't she leave at the same time Elrond does? They're on the same ship. At the very end? Yeah, you're right. But Elrond goes and fights and stuff still. Like he gives Aragorn, Ar- Aragorn the sword and he hypes gives him, him up a for sword. battle. Yeah, what's yeah. Galadriel do? Galadriel gives them all cloaks, arms them all, gives them Lembus yeah. bread. Fine. Whatever. Gives them the light of Erendil. May it be a light for you when all other lights go out. And if I'm not mistaken, Erendil is uh, Elrond's dad. Oh, maybe. That's cool. Yeah, I think that's correct. Maybe. I don't know anything about Lord of the Rings besides I like the movies. So <laughs> back to anyway. the show, though. I agree. I think the characters all did a good job being those characters. I did enjoy this Elrond more, but I like Hugo Weaving's look more oh yeah no hugo weaving did a fantastic job and he looked the okay. part especially when he's like in battle you're like yeah yeah, yeah. Like 20 seconds although um, it is a little disappointing when he doesn't just give old Isildur a shove but you know and just walk up hit it out of his hands like yeah, i don't think so <laughs> 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 you know like there's, there's many opportunities to not just let him walk past you. So. Yeah. Cast it under the fire. Isildur. 
Um, it's, uh, it's fun to look at where the show ended the first season and try and connect the dots to where we know they're going to end up. Right. Uh-huh. Cause like we've got, uh, Elendil, the King and Isildur, son of the King took up his father's sword to fight Sauron. It's like, well, sorry, queen lady, but you're not going to make it. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, we already know that Numenor is going to have to go to heck in a handbag. Right. It's going to fall. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, they seem to be setting that up pretty good. There's going to be a civil yeah. war and just. Which I so. thought that was kind of interesting with the whole Palantir, right? But like a, a weird Palantir or to quote just- uh, Korg, it's not like a normal Palantir. It's more like a freaky Palantir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one that sees the future or the past. Uh-huh. Or both? Yeah, but it's like all shattered. Yeah. Kind of and fractured. It's weird. And it's presumably weird, that's why the the real king is all crazy. Presumably. Maybe. That's what I yeah. I thought it was supposed to be. But And Elendil's daughter, who was really cool and then all of a sudden went extremist, is now looking at it. She went extremist? So- yeah, she was like super anti-elf all of a sudden. That it didn't feel like it was set up at all. I don't really remember that to be honest. Like I don't like remember right? too many of the scenes that she's in. I mean, I remember it doesn't she do artwork and so she was hired to be a sketch artist for things. I don't remember that part. But no, she like Well, that's why she was in there with the king cuz she was supposed to be sketching the king. Oh yeah, you're totally right. I had forgotten the setup for that. I'm like, that's weird that she's here sketching stuff, but whatever. Moving on. No, but she uh, she talked to the very bearded man, politician guy. Like, yeah, you gotta yeah. stop this. We can't we can't let the elves take over and control the world. And she send says our troops. that to him. Yeah, she's like super anti-elf, freaking out. I don't about remember it. that at all. Yeah, and she like confronts her dad about it. I think, and it's like you're going out. I thought there's like a whole whole thing about that. But, yeah, it could have been. Yeah, and there was like a young politician. You saw it more recently trying, than I did. Trying to get her in. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Anyway, I felt like that wasn't set up at all. But yeah, yeah, she was hanging out with the king, unattended, which is never how that would have happened. Yeah, definitely not. N- no way. You, you don't get left alone with the king when he's incapacitated. That's not a thing. And then she runs down <laughs> the stairs and calls for help. Nobody comes. Also not a thing. Um, and then the king gets out of bed sneakily in his mostly dead state, opens the secret door and says, go check it out, daughter. And again, <laughs> instead of getting help, she goes up and starts poking around the mystical objects upstairs. Because you know why not? <laughs> you know why not? <laughs> well, you know. Okay. Again, arrested, thrown into prison immediately. But whatever. Yeah. But this leads into one of the big questions I had about the season, and I don't know if it was satisfactorily answered. My wife and I, we like we had a few ideas as to what it might have been, but we weren't sure. So, okay, Queen Regent is blind. She hops on the ship with uh, Elendil, and they head back to Numenor. They pull in at the harbor. 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, what is it? And he's not saying anything. Yeah. And then it like pans out. Or it doesn't pan. What does it do? It, it turns around. You see the other side of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what were we supposed to be looking at? What was the all devastating the black, thing? All the black flags. Everywhere. Okay. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. So it was like the king died. Yeah. Okay. But then I also... I'm not sure why that would be a devastating thing. Like, wasn't the dude on his deathbed? (laughs) Yeah. It it was played to be like a big moment, you know? But... Yeah. The dude was mostly dead all day. So... (laughs) I was hoping you were going to finish that quote. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that that was slightly baffled. Yeah, yeah. I was looking for something else too. I'm like, is it on fire? Is there an invading force? Is there is Sauron yeah. walking around? Like, what, what's oh, black flags? I guess it's just the black flags. That, that's well, because they left us. They left us on a cliffhanger with with the daughter. Right? She did. She went toward the Palantir, and we don't know what happened. Right. And right. so I assumed that we were supposed to be seeing the results or the consequences of what happened. And that didn't seem to fit. I I didn't. Anyway. Yeah. I think it was just so that was one of my big confusions. Okay. Yeah. All right. then. Well, continuing on with this Numenor discussion, though, since you were talking mm-hmm. about how they are, they, where they need to end up, we know Numenor is going to go away. Um, yeah. But I thought it interesting that we get to see Numenor in battle, right? And they seem to have a lot of the stylistic elements of Gondor. You're like, okay, I can see Gondor coming out of this because we know Elendil, we know Isildur, they're going to be the kings of Gondor, um, <laughs> and so on down till we get to Aragorn. So you're like, okay, okay, okay. And that's that's where Gondor comes from. But also... They were like these horse masters, right? And they had like the, yeah. the horse whispers and the horse goes and does its thing with its master and finds it or goes crazy right. when its master dies. I don't know, whatever. I was like, that's very Rohan. So I was thinking that we're ending, we're going to end up with Numenor being a split, right? That's cool. It's yeah. going to, it's going to be both Gondor and Rohan. In the end, okay, I like that. That's I I assume that's what they were planning with it anyway. I thought that was kind of cool. It is kind of cool. I mean, but the only uh, horse whispering that we saw done was by Aragorn in the movies, and the Rohan people didn't know how to do that. Well, (laughs) yes, but the Rohan people were. Not necessarily horse whisperers in the strictest sense, but like that was their thing. They were yes. the horse people, right? That's what horse I meant people. by that. Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. If you're going to speak I'm... in Elvish, you're, the elves are better at everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's, here's big problem time, if you don't mind. Yes. Okay. So this is inside the show. I wanted Adar to say Mordor, and he didn't. 
and I'm bummed. Why did you yeah. want him to say it? Well, because like the the stupid village old man, creepy fella. He was like, at our, you know, king of the Southlands or whatever. And he's like, they're not called the Southlands anymore. And the guy's like, all right, my lord or master or whatever. What should we call this place? And then the camera the like zooms in on Adar, you know, and he's just sitting there. And then like it cuts to the Southlands, like in, in text and it burns away yeah. and it becomes a mold. Like, no, I want Adar to say it. Just the guy asked the question, and I wanted out to say it all creepy, like it's it is now the land of Mordor or something cool, because Mordor sounds that would have so been neat. cooler. Would have been cool. Yeah, bummed, missed opportunity. Second big <laughs> thing was uh, Gladriel was like, I need to find the scroll of, you know, whatever, whatever, to see if Hellbrand is Sauron or not. I gotta oh, get yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the lineage and she figures it out and she's like, Oh, he's Sauron. Oh no. And they have the weird memory fight or whatever, which is kind of <laughs> neat, kind of weird, kind of freaked me out a little bit. And then she gets up, Elrond's like, Hey, what's going on? and she's obviously super weird. And Elrond's like, something's going on. And, uh, she knows she knows that his whole thing is that he was working on these rings and he was working on helping out Celebrimbor make these things. And he was very involved with it and she doesn't bring it up. Yes. She's not like, Hey, Elrond, Celebrimbor, let's huddle up for a second. You know that Halbrand <laughs> guy, he's actually Sauron and he wants us to do what we're doing. I just found out apologies, kind of my fault. But maybe we should reconsider <laughs> what we're doing. And instead of making magical, powerful rings, maybe we should do something else, like uh, sprinkle some mithril and some fertilizer, or, you know, like try something very much not weaponizable. How about that? Like, let's, let's, let's brainstorm to see if we can break the will of the most evil being on the planet, perhaps together. But no, she doesn't say that. What does she do? She walks up and is like, how about three of them? High fives? Okay, great. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. And I'm like, come on. Come on. Here's my come thing on. with that. So, first off, yes, I agree. They probably should have done their little <laughs> huddle up. <laughs> Second off, Celebrimbor had reached his end. He couldn't figure out how to make it work. And the High yeah. King... Uh, Gilgalad was like, that's it. Pulling the plug on this operation. We're getting out of Dodge. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the end of Middle Earth for us. So the only way that it was able to work was because of Hallbrand's intervention and Hallbrand's ideas. I don't know what else that involved other than, hey, look, here's a way to work the metal to get it to, you know, do its thing. Sure. And so that's how they got going. It'll have to be small. They started with like a crown, but then they went down smaller to rings or things. <laughs> I think they went with, I don't remember how many iterations they went through, but they finally decided on rings. I don't, 
I honestly don't know what Hallbrand's endgame was because it seemed to still serve the purpose of the elves, right? Right. There's magic in it somehow, and it does control the elves' ability to remain in Middle-earth. That might be where he was going. It's like, I now have the power. You either you know, do what I want, or you have to get out of here. In which case, I don't know if that really helps either because they were already preparing to leave anyway. Right. So I don't know if that's really a bargaining chip. But I did like, despite your snooty (laughs) interpretation of what she said with the three, I actually liked the way she said three. She said one corrupts, two divides, three does something different. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but I, I could uh-huh. figure it out. Right. It was like it I, balances I, the things that yeah, she said. Which which made sense to me. I was like, you know, that's that's actually a fair point. Um, one person that's too much power, two people, they compete with each other, three of them, then you'll at least always have two against one. And it's if you need to have it against anybody, it's a balance of powers. It's like, uh, you know, our government system, which may or may not work well, but at least in theory, it was a fantastic idea. Um, I would say all the naysayers about the government, it's doing okay. You know why? Because we're we're, we're still still a country. (laughs) (laughs) I I was hoping I'd have a segue. I'm doing it. I I needed a segue. (laughs) Here it is. I was Uh listening to President Reagan give a speech wow the other day and he was making fun of the soviet union and uh he had apparently made a hobby of collecting jokes from people within the soviet union about the soviet union so one (laughs) of the jokes he heard was about this about anybody really but his particular family wanted to buy a car and buying a car took a lot of money a lot of money i think it was like a uh I think like you said, like a full year's worth of like salary to, to wow. purchase a car or something. And you had to pay up front in cash. And uh, this joke goes, you know, a guy goes to the, the dealership and he's like, hey, I'd like to buy a car. And he said, great, great. Um, which car would you like? You know, we have one car available. <laughs> it's this car. And he's like, okay, great. I like that one. And what's the wait time on that? It's like, well, you pay all up front and uh, it's about 10 years to delivery. So... <laughs> Um, you know, is that, is that cool with you? And he's like, great. Yep. He signed the paper and he's like, so 10 years from today, um, will it be delivered in the morning or in the afternoon? And, uh, the dealership guy was like, why does it matter? It's 10 years from now. Like it's, you don't need to know if it's morning or afternoon. Like, don't worry about it. And he's like, no, 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 it does matter because in the morning, that's when the plumber's coming. Um, <laughs> and it was really funny. That made me laugh. Because <laughs> plumbers come that regularly. <laughs> plumber, no, he he actually called the plumber to come, and the plumber <laughs> said, 10 years from now, I can come in the morning." So he didn't want to double book his appointments, and it was fine. Anyway, I was hoping I could sneak it in this episode, and I did it because the government was mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> that was only slightly. Don't worry about you it. Know, it's our show. We can oblique. do what we want. It's uh <laughs> it's uh, trivia time. 
You have like a jingle. Go for it. What's your jingle? Forgot. I, I don't have one. Okay. The first this thing that is... popped in my head was like Looney Tunes, and that that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright strike. Yeah. This is about Rings of Power versus House of the Dragon. Because uh-huh, they came uh-huh. out around the same time and people had to compare them because that's what you do when things are kind of similar ish. And they're not. I would say they're not. Besides yeah. being fantasy in like genre, the shows are doing very different things for very different yes. audiences. And it's not fair to compare. But for the sake of this trivia question, we have like some interesting uh, statistics here. According to a place, I don't know what this is. I don't think it's particularly <laughs> trustworthy, but we're going to go. I love our, our trivia is always like, according to some random website, <laughs> that's this, what they have to a say. A random Google search. From the week of the 29th of August to the 4th of September, these two shows okay. were kind of in their beginning stages. Um, first off, which show was streamed more rings of power or house of the dragon so which one was streamed more and how long were they streamed with the measurement being minutes minutes <laughs> streamed per episode per season for what? this week per this a seven day period of the show how many minutes of the show were streamed okay and which show was streamed more from the 29th of August to the 4th of September. Wait, 29th of August? To the 4th when of did, September. So that should be when like did Rings of Power even start streaming? I don't know. It's a good question. It was out by then, obviously. So. I, I thought Rings of Power didn't start until September. I don't know. Because I remember it being a big thing, like Rings of Power is coming out in September, and then... Sounds like like it's opening week then? A month later, House of Dragons like, boom, we're coming out the week before, psych, suckers. (laughs) It was (laughs) like the big thing that they released, they had their release date announced after Rings of Power. And they mm-hmm. announced it before Rings of Power just to be obnoxious like that. Nice. Um, okay, so opening week for Rings of Power. Probably. Maybe. Well, I mean, I would think for an opening week, you're going to get the more streams. Okay. Uh, as to how many minutes. How many minutes were streamed? <laughs> of the winning show. Yeah. 17. Yeah, I think you misunderstood the question. Apparently. Oh, yeah. Say again. Cumulatively. Cumulative. Oh, what? How am I going to mention? Okay. I was thinking how, what was like the average people watched of the like show? How far did they get into the show? No, no, no. no. Yeah. How okay, many minutes okay, okay. were watched by all people during this week oh. together as a giant number? You come up with the most absurd trivia questions. I know, because I want to win, finally. You're still going to get it <laughs> right. You've won so stop, several stop times. Flying. Barely. Okay. Rings of Power, cumulative minutes streamed. 
Let's go with 17,536,612. Okay. So there are two parts to the question. Rings of Power versus (laughs) House of the Dragon. Rings of Power was the more popular show according to this metric. So you got that Uh one right. Good. (laughs) Your, Your 17 million minutes or whatever. No, (laughs) you're wrong. So let's just imagine viewership in the United States. Okay. Uh Do you think 17 million people watch the show? Probably. Did they watch one minute of the show? I didn't go with 17 million people. I went with closer to like 5 million people. And then I went with eh, roughly 20 minutes a piece. Slightly more. but the, the correct answer was 1.3 billion. <laughs> Dang, that's a lot of minutes. It's <laughs> a lot of minutes. Um, which makes you think about entertainment as a whole is a week. And like in that week, 1.3 billion minutes were watching your show as opposed to doing anything else. It's kind of interesting. Like, is that a success yeah, when story you divide for the that up. <laughs> Maybe. Divide that up, though. Divide that up. Yeah, 1.3 billion minutes of viewership. So, interesting stuff. Some other random trivia from this page. Um, there is an average social media engagement of stuff that people track, I guess. Okay. And Rings of Power was 30.6 times higher than the average social media engagement of a thing. So pretty good. Um, House of the Dragon was 54 times the market average. So more popular to talk about on social media in some way. What do these numbers mean? I don't care. But <laughs> it's the trivia question for today. So there you go. All right. So hey. I got 50% of the question right. You got 50% of the question, and you were two Woo. orders of magnitude off in your answer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was an absurd question. I know. Because it required me to have several different guesses going on in math. The best. You know, doing some math with all those guesses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you make me do a lot of math in mine. These are not fun. Okay. (laughs) Next time, next episode, no math involved. That can't be. Because it's two episodes from now. Yeah, because I got to go away. But okay. It's all right. It's all right. That was good trivia, Brad. This is good trivia. Thanks, Never mind thanks. my critique. Never mind my critique. <laughs> All right. I don't remember where we were before. <laughs> All those minutes of uh, broken It was my three. Brain. You were talking about three and balancing. You talked about government. Then you t- I yes, went on to Reagan. And then you went off yeah. on this Russian tangent. Yeah. This Carry Russian on. Reagan tangent. Russian Reagan. That'd be a weird mix. <laughs> No, you don't get distracted here. What's going on? <laughs> Speaking of Russians, I've only recently started watching uh, Stranger Things season four. So <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Russians there. Yeah, All I right, almost so, have zero interest in that show. We'll see. 
But have you not watched any of it? I've watched uh, up to season three. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just haven't seen season four. No, I I liked the first season a lot. Second season was off the hype of the first season. Third season was okay. And fourth season, I'm like, man. I'm enjoying it. I think they do a good job. But that's not what this episode is about. So, back to Ring's Power. We've got the balance of power with the legislative, the uh, judicial, and the... Oh, shoot. What's the presidential branch called? The... Executive branch. <laughs> Thank you. The executive. My goodness. <laughs> oh. And we'll see you next week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the legislative, executive, and judicial branches of the rings of power. And we're all good. We're going to be safe from the influence of Sauron. Great. And maybe that's what the whole point was is that Sauron is good at influencing people. He uh, could potentially weasel his way in with one or two and cause a whole bunch of strife. But now with three, that's problematic, especially since we know that Galadriel ends up with one of those rings eventually. You know, I don't know who ends up with it at first, but yeah, I actually started looking into this too. Um, so uh, I think Elrond ends up with one eventually. I think Someone so. else has it before him. Gilgalad has one. I think yep. Gilgalad's ends up with Gandalf. Go to. Yes. I think there's a an intermediate step to I think. Yeah, there's somebody else in there that gets it. I don't remember who that was. But anyway, <clears throat> so that was kind of fascinating to think about. And we all know, so if Galadriel becomes one of the ring bearers, that's not going to work out in Sauron's favor because they just had their falling out. Um, so that's going to be in their favor. So I mm-hmm. guess, you know, this is all going way back to defend uh Galadriel's choices against you here a little bit. <laughs> was it smart? No, but I mean I, I see that she had a few things going on. It wasn't completely blind. Yeah. She had a great point, but she also made herself the sole person with to all make the, the decision with all the information. Yep. Right? Yes. Which and is that that's yeah. what bugged me. Yeah. Well she did right. say like, do you trust me? Like trust me on this. And I didn't I, I am with you. I don't know why we needed to just trust her on that. Yeah. Like, why not Couldn't we talk have just about it? Told yeah. us all. Yeah. Um, but it's it's the classic TV show or movie problem where there wouldn't be a movie or a problem if people just talked about it. You know, it's it, it could be one of those two, maybe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But... Still bugs me. Yeah. Okay. So, um, with all that in mind, we we got that going. Uh, the big reveal. You said, and I think we talked about it in the past. You were you were pulling for Hallbrand being Sauron. Yeah. You you were vindicated. How'd you feel with how they pulled that all off? Um. 
I mean, presumably it's not as satisfying for you because you already saw it coming. I did, but it bothers me that I was right. You know, like, I think season two is going to fill here, which is going to be great. But looking at the pieces on the board, Galadriel is hunting Sauron. And that's a thing. So Gladry's on a boat, and she decides not to go to what's it called, Valhalla. Um, <laughs> and so she jumps off the boat because she wants to go hunt Sauron. And so she starts swimming in the ocean, which is a terrible plan, which we, I'm certain we talked about in the first yes. episode. But who does the first person that she runs into? Oh, she runs into Sauron. In the middle of the freaking ocean. That's who she runs yeah, what into. What the heck was that dude doing on a boat? Why was he on a raft being hunted by a sea monster in the ocean that happened to pick up Gladriel? That doesn't make any sense. And that leads to either extreme evil planning to the level of absurdity or a coincidence to the level of absurdity. And either of them is unsatisfying at this point. Yes. And and then all of the manipulation or whatever, like throughout the entire show, Halbrand's just kind of been like a stick in the mud. Well, Gladriel's been like, no, we got to go do this thing. You got to go get your lands back because you're the king or whatever. And he's like, no, I'm not. I just stole it off a dead guy. Or like, And he, he played it perfectly just for the gotcha moment. Right. Yes. So he could say, yes. no, it was actually your fault. <laughs> you did all of this. I was just trying to be dead on a raft. But no, you saved me, Galadriel. It's all your fault. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> Galadriel might have an issue with that later, but you are the master manipulator. And I, I get what you're trying to pull, but for what end? You know, what, what's. Yes. What, What's your point? Why be a stick in the mud? Why do all of this? Why drag it out? What? what yes. What's the end game? I don't understand yes. any of it. Yes. None of it makes sense why he did what he did. Up until the point where he started helping with the creation of the rings. And again, if that was his play, if his play was to get on a raft in the middle of the ocean, be hunted by a sea monster, pick up Galadriel, everybody else dies, get back to Numenor, convince the Numenorians to attack his army in the Southlands, have them fail, create Mordor. In this battle, he gets wounded, wounded so badly that human medicine couldn't do it. Elvish medicine had to do it. Take him to the secret elf base where they're making the mithril whatever to save Elvendom so he could make a suggestion about have you tried making it a circle? How about a circle? <laughs> or have you tried uh, being nice to it? You know, don't don't push <laughs> right. it too hard. Like be nice to the metal, and just so he could say those things. Like if that's that was like the master plan, then it could be spooky to Gladriel, then peace out, and then have an epic pose on a mountain. Like is is that really your master plan, Saruman? Like if it is. Your plan sucks, and I hate it. And if it wasn't your plan, then what are you doing all this time? Like, are you just yes. hanging out, having a blast? Like, oh. yes. There you go. I I, so, I completely agree, and I also agree with what you said that I'm hoping this is what gets answered by season two. Yeah, um, because 
uh, it seems like this is the human Sauron, right? This isn't the great big bad evil guy that we know yet. He's got a human side to him. He's still a person. He's sure. not some some unknowable force. This is like uh <laughs> well I I just listened to our most recently aired episode. <laughs> I may have just spoiled how how far apart these are, but uh, we were talking in our Obi-Wan, the first part episode, we talked very briefly about ruining past characters with new material, and we talked about Darth Vader, right? Mm -hmm. And Darth Vader, what makes him such a great villain is that he's cold, impassive, has no emotions because he's a mask, literally, and he just kind of goes through and does things and what ruins him slightly was him being this human with emotions um but we are getting kind of a darth vader transition with sauron right he's not this faceless eyeball in the sky which you know technically he never really was but that's the way the movies made him out to be anyway um he is a person now he has faults he makes mistakes and apparently he, you know, falls for people still. Because um, yeah. he's got a thing for Galadriel. You're totally right. They are anakin song. Yeah, right? Oh, no. But, I mean, I like him better than Anakin. Anakin's just ridiculous. Sauron, is he still manipulative? Yeah. And did he still do a lot of bad things prior to this moment? Yeah. He's not an idiot. He he knows what's going on for the most part. But I I also would like to leave it open for a lot of error. It seems like he was running away. He was defeated presumably by Adar, right? Yeah. I think that's what we were supposed to get by that interaction with Do You Remember Me? Which was also kind of a ridiculous interaction because why would he you're a shapeshifter. <laughs> you probably don't look like what you did when you got defeated. <laughs> right. Um, so I I don't find it improbable that he was running away. And it sounded like he did want to just chill in Numenor, right? We had those moments and he did them by himself. It would seem like a cheap shot for the show writers and creators to have these ponderous moments that nobody else can see except us as the audience if that was the plan all along it felt like he was really contemplating and it was galadriel who did convince him like all right which is why he ended up having such an affinity for her like man I like this chick, <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's yeah. a, she's a powerful force and I think we could do stuff and this might be my chance to team up with her. Right. Okay. Yeah. The, the Adar thing is what I was hoping redeems it where Sauron and Adar had like some epic battle that we get to see later in season two or whatever as a flashback, Yeah. you know, and then Sauron slowly, takes over the forces of Mordor and makes it his. You know, uh-huh. That'd be kind of neat to see because Adar is pretty cool. He's a, yeah, he's a I cool, liked him. He was a good cool villain. bad guy. Yeah. 
And so if they can make that nice and fun, then I'm all on board for that. But like the nice and fun. <laughs> oh well, yeah, it'd be fun. Um the I think the thing that you mentioned there is exactly what this is. This is the Anakin stage of Sauron, right? And I'm expecting yeah. calculating omnipotent or as yeah. omnipotent as you can get Sauron, like at the, the end game. Day. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. This is the beginning of this and like oh okay that does put me in a better perspective i'm still a little bit irritated by it but if he didn't have a plan then it becomes the coincidence of absurdity yeah i i I agree that there are there is a certain level of of absurdity in how things played out for sure um i i wonder I feel like there might be a good mix of like intentional versus wow, this just worked out in my favor. Um, mm-hmm. For instance, the battle sequence and him getting injured. Uh, I don't, I don't know what he is able to do as some sort of spell caster. You know, well, we, um, we saw it a little bit at the end when Gladio tries to stab him. Right, he blocks it like it's nothing. Right. Okay. He he, gra- he grabs her arm, and she is the epic warrior lady, elven yeah, strength. Okay. And he's like, "Good, nah, not a thing, not even concerned." And then he attacks her mentally, and completely shuts her down. Yes. Um, with okay. that, good. She, yeah. So this seems to indicate then that this dude is hard to kill. Yeah. In which case, how would he get injured? Exactly. Why did he get stabbed? Was it a cheap shot? Did he stab himself? Like, or he's a shapeshifter. Can he shapeshift parts of himself to be injured? He's faking it. Yeah, well, but or not even necessarily self- faking it. Like self-inflicted. Okay. And and that's how I, he gets to the elven place. Like, yeah, it could be. I, I don't know exactly. I, I feel like but, there's room for intentional and accidental here. We yeah, because how would he even know about it? Because Gladriel didn't know about it. So. Yeah, right? She's like, know. what are you doing here, Elrond? You know, I was like, what are you doing here? So, like, Gladriel had no information about this secret elven smithing yeah. operation. So why why fake getting stabbed? But he, he seemed to know too much once he was there, though. Yeah. Again, I want season two to fill in some gaps. I really do. Yeah, I agree. Like for for the purpose of the secret keeping, I get what they did, what they did. But season two, give me some fill-ins to explain some stuff. I would really appreciate it. Show. But yeah. All right. I got one more gripe, and I will be done with my griping for the moment. <laughs> All right. The, the volcano explodes. Everything's on fire. Everybody's dying. Gladiel gets up and does her little what's going on thing. He starts looking around at people in various states of dead or dying or stumbling around. She goes and helps none of them. Which <laughs> like thanks, Gladriel. You're a real hero here. She finds a child, then she runs towards the enemy with that child, as opposed to everybody else. He runs away because Galadriel gets up and there are people walking around her 
and then 10 minutes later in the show they are behind enemy lines her and the kid because they went the wrong direction (laughs) and then like you're just the worst gladriel like it's a child send the child with the other people that are running away and the other soldiers you know what are you you doing well i mean was there a behind enemy lines because they had won they beat the bad guys they had them all captured then they they walk up to like this little cliff and they start looking over and like oh see all those orcs and stuff and the kid's like i'm gonna go kill them and she's like no not yet you have to wait then they're slowly walking back to where everybody else left to then they had to hide under the tree and the orcs are looking for them nobody else was harried by orcs just them because they went the other direction to go spy on the orcs and glad was like i'm taking this child with me what the heck man that was a weird sequence Okay, I lied. I did oh, have no, one more gripe. I found another one. Last gripe, for sure. I'm, I'll be done, even if I find more. We need gold and silver from Numenor to finish these rings. I, oh, yeah. the most master Elven Smith in all the land, don't have, don't that. have any of that. <laughs> Can I have your sentimental dagger, please, Gladriel, to melt down <laughs> your dead brother? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? So. Well, I mean, okay. I, I assume that there isn't a whole lot of call for that specific. This type dude's of the metal. master smith of all master smiths, and he doesn't have a little extra gold lying around. Like, come on. Well, I think he probably has gold. He probably has silver, just not from there. Nobody's well, needed. Why not? It. Why not? He's trying to this make the most powerful sp- thing of all time, and he doesn't have the best of the materials. I <laughs> well, they'd have to come from there, right? I. I don't know that he came from there. Because wasn't it a thing that Galadriel was one of the people who actually came from Valinor or whatever it is? Is that what the place is called? Oh, I said Numenor, didn't I? Valinor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I, I don't. I yeah. don't know that the other elves were from there. I mean, that seems kind of silly, though. That. Celebrimbor. Gale- like he's Killed older than board she is, is, right? Yeah. Again, couldn't he send for it? Couldn't he have had some on hand? Couldn't they have found like a goblet or like some other random thing to melt as opposed to the sentimental dagger that our main character happens to have on her? Like, what was the plan if Gladriel wasn't there and didn't have the dagger? Like, come on. Come on, guys. Well, I just did a quick Google search. Celebrimbor was born in Amman during the years of the trees. Ah, good old Amman. I have no idea where that is. (laughs) Where is Amman? Lord of the Rings. Let's see what we got. Yeah, so it's in Middle Earth. Because Valinor is not in Middle Earth, right? Or is yeah, it part of Middle I think a distinction Earth? that it's not. Like even Numenor isn't in Middle Earth, right? Because it's on a little island or whatever. Or is don't they say? Don't they say like we're sailing to Middle Earth or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. 
Oh, no. Oh, no. A man was known somewhat misleadingly as the Undying Land, but the land itself does not cause mortals to live forever. However, only immortal beings were generally allowed to reside there. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Where's a map? Give me a map of Amon. <laughs> what am I looking at here? Oh, Amon is Valinor. So he it was is. born in Valinor. So Kel- you're right. Celebrimbor has no excuse. <laughs> no excuse. And they, and they could have sent for it, or they should have had it on hand, or a million different things, but whatever. Anyway, okay. <laughs> With all this in mind, though, um, I am curious, in the whole season, who's your favorite character? Oh, that's uh, Elf Dude. Uh, around around here. here? Yeah, I think he's my favorite. Like, he, uh, his character was kind of a stoic character, he played the elf thing real well. Um, I agreed with everything that he did. And I understood his motivations for doing those things, with the exception of Adar having the people stabbing everybody. Like the <laughs> the most reasonable thing to do in that kind of situation is to prolong life as long as possible. And he was not taking the steps to do that. Um so yeah. with that one quibble in mind, I liked his character a lot. Um I really enjoyed Elrond as well. The Elrond and Durin relationship I thought was really fun. Yeah, they um, did a good job with that. They did a really great job with that. So like I think those are my my top three, probably. Um my wife was a big fan of Dusa. Um I thought she played the D- role well. That's uh Durin's Deesa. wife. Isn't that Disa? Disa? Dusa? Disa? I don't know. Maybe. I think it's Disa. Either way. The, the wife of Durin. She had her moments. I'll admit, I liked her better than I thought I was going to. Yeah, she fit well. Um, I wasn't super sold, but my wife was, so she was really into that character. Um, I don't think anybody gave a poor performance in their, yeah, I agree. In their characters. They all did good. But yeah, Arondir is my favorite because he's just the kind of character that I like. Yeah. Um, and Arond was cool and around with school because like again they're the characters that i like so uh yeah all right all right i think i think i'll have to agree with you about elrond i think he might be my number one just because i i have a thing for like the wise morally straightforward guys you know yeah I said guys. I don't necessarily mean guys, but but just the ones who stick to their guns and do what's right no matter what. And I feel Mm -hmm. like Elrond is that kind of guy. Yeah. The way they portrayed him here, you know, Um, to give an example of the kind of people I mean in DC, my favorite superhero is Superman in Marvel. My favorite superhero is Captain America. They're they're essentially the same person, you know. <laughs> I, I really like yeah. just the the morally upright characters. Um, I feel like Elrond's that way, and he's an optimistic character too. He smiles. Um, he has good relationships and cultivates those relationships. Secondarily, I think uh, 
despite planning. I don't know if this is his fault, but as a character and as the actor playing this character, I actually really liked um oh shoot, we just talked all about him. Uh, uh Sauron. What's his name? Halbrand. Halbrand. I was like <laughs> <laughs> Hallbrand. I actually really liked Hallbrand. So I think he's probably my number two. Really? Okay. Yeah. I liked him quite a bit. Hmm. I I thought that they played the relationship well. He he gave good banter for Galadriel. He had more personality than Galadriel, and yeah, I think he was a good foil for her. Um and when they did the change for him being Sauron. That could have gone really badly without a good actor. I thought he he played it well. Sure. So. Another perspective you could have with Gladriel having no personality. Throughout your adventures after meeting, well, throughout Gladriel's adventures after meeting Halbrand, Halbrand was the reasonable one the whole time. And, and just yes. you know, soak that one in Gladriel, that sorrow. Yeah embodiment yeah. of evil was more reasonable than you were the whole time yes. like, come on but you know yeah yeah i after all of my griping and having problems with the show the, the things i've mentioned are just more things that kind of irked me you know they didn't break the show for me at all because i know yeah. it's a tv show and it's fine it's also a tv show that's not based on a set story you know, they're, they're filling in a lot of gaps with a lot of things that don't necessarily match up with the lore or the whatever. And uh, I know like lore purists might be a little upset by that, but it's still a good story. And because they're going off script and playing with all of these things, I think they've played within the lines that makes it acceptable to me. Because Elrond is still Elrond. Galadriel is still Galadriel. The world still feels like the world to a great extent. Um, the most vicious and horrible people that I've found in this show are the Harfoots. And yeah, you know, oh, terrifying. Oh, Mike, I don't know about that choice, but okay, fine. Um, <laughs> they're just yeah. so mean and so backstabbing. They, they are. And so smiley about it. And I'm like, then they're like petty and they're yes. opportunistic and yes. all sorts of things. And I'm like, ah. I mean, um, they got better at the end. They did. But boy, it took them a long time to get there. <laughs> and it seems like they have um, a long history of it, too. They're yeah. telling the stories about all the people they left behind and abandoned to die. Yeah, like, that, was, that was not cool. Great. I did not like that. I feel like they changed direction after that episode. Like they yeah. kind of stepped back from that a little bit and they realized, oh, maybe that wasn't so good. But. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like we can't we can't really leave this without talking about Gandalf. And yes, sure. I am sticking hard with yes, folks, that is Gandalf. No, there is no more question about whether that is Gandalf or not. That is Gandalf. It must because be. there is no reason anybody would know his name, especially not him. You know, if any hat and if he did have his name, it would be his, you know, immortal name rather than his earthly name, and nobody would know what that is because it's different than anybody's ever heard. So someone is gonna have to name him Gandalf at some point. 
and that's just kind of out there in the you know that just be kind of random to throw in there at the end it wouldn't work so the yeah. only way that they could reveal him is as gandalf is to have him quote one of his not or his uh well-known lines from fellowship of the ring always yeah. follow your nose yeah there is no more question i i hate that people are still like oh you know he might be <laughs> no he is he's gandalf we have now had that <laughs> proven thank you yeah in the only an, way that they could he's an ishtar right ishtar yep. whatever and that, that means he's one of like seven people or something yep i think and, and so it's not Saruman. <laughs> it's, it's not right yeah. and it's not going to be radagast those are the only two i know so whatever yeah. Yeah. So that was that was my one small victory. Not nearly as good as yours with Hallbrand, but I feel like mine was way more obvious. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is Gandalf. It's Gandalf, and I'm okay with it's it Gandalf. being Gandalf because Gandalf yeah. is a good character. And he's a good character. He's the one people want to rally behind. When you think Lord of the Rings, you think Gandalf. So you mm-hmm. kind of have to have him there. Yeah, well, that's going to be exciting to, to see what what happens there. The uh, I'm curious though, because a couple things. Okay, I'm curious about one thing. I'm going to talk about Gandalf on the show first. He's being tracked by the three weird ladies. Yeah, that I thought was a guy and two ladies until later. So the uh, Eminem lookalike. Yeah, that one. I thought that was <laughs> a more male-oriented person. I guess not. I don't know. Anyway, I think they're, they're probably like, going for a neither. A neither? Well, two of them were obviously more feminine. If yes. the third... Well, doesn't matter. Don't really care. But they were like, hey, Sauron, we're here to serve you. And Gandalf's like, yeah, that might be me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that tracks. I might be the embodiment of all evil. Why not? Um, and they're like, oh, he's just confused. Don't worry about that. Well, we can fix that. Why were they so powerful and so misinformed? Right? Yeah. Like, where the heck did they come from? Where did they come from? Who are they? Why are they? If they had any knowledge about how this like world worked, Sauron wasn't in the sky. Right, yeah. Sauron was leaving clues for people to follow him, literally, around. That's what Gladriel was following in the beginning of the show. I'm like, did they miss it? Did they miss yeah. the memo, I guess? And they're like, oh, a guy fell from the sky. It must be Sauron, because he was in space. I don't Weird. know. And then right before they exploded, they looked like ring wraiths, which was weird. Yeah, that was weird, right? Because they're not ring wraiths yet. They don't exist yet. So I don't I have no idea who they are or what they were, but they, they came quickly and they left quickly. And for as being as ruthless as they seem to be, they also just played softball with the Harfoots the whole time. Yeah. Which I felt was weird. You know, like we're gonna set fire to all of your carts. <laughs> I'm so evil and I'm gonna disappear. Like, okay. Why? I think they did that because they were just an annoyance. Like, what are you doing? 
set everything ablaze. Like, there's no would, reason for them to kill them all or anything like that. But I would agree with that if they didn't take them seriously in the next scene, like where four of them snuck up on it and they let an elaborate trap to capture them and then had like a battle with them, you know, like. Well, because they were following him. It's like, okay, now you're. Get away, you know? Yeah, again, grab some fire. Instead of set the carts on fire, set the Harfoots on fire. Like, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. It's not rocket science. I don't know. They seemed overly powerful and overly incompetent. Agreed. But. I'm hoping they provide some answers for those. Season two. Give me answers. Yeah. Because they they were just kind of out of the blue and then into the blue. Is that what you, is that how you say they go back? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> they came and they went. So yeah, that'd yeah. be nice to have some more info there. Anyway, nice have. but that that whole thing like it was interesting. I I was curious the whole time. I'm like, what are they? What what's their plan? What do they want? What, what's Gandalf doing? Like that's super weird. Um. But my curiosity about Gandalf is that he isn't in the battle against Sauron that we yeah. hear about in the beginning. As Elrond tells him about it, like Gandalf wasn't there. Yes. So well, what he is could he die. doing? Is, was he going to die and become Gandalf the Grey? Yeah, it could be. Is that what Because I think they do that a few times, don't they? I don't I have they no idea. They come back. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah i'm curious i really want to know what happens there so yeah will be interesting good uh it was fun overall fun show i enjoyed it a lot i'm looking forward to season two so yeah yeah. all right well thank you brad for your searing insight (laughs) (laughs) i did like the show i'm sorry i just (laughs) But uh, yeah, folks, uh, thanks for joining us with this one. This one uh, ended up being a lot longer episode. Brad, even at the beginning of this, said, you know, we're not going to have enough material to just talk about Rings of Power. We should probably have something else to tack on at the end. And I thought, you know what? Knowing us, we can talk about nothing for (laughs) well over an hour. And what do you know? Here we are. So... Kudos, I guess, to us. <laughs> we do it every week. <laughs> and we do it every week. Tune in next time, folks. <laughs> we will see you then.